Welcome to another episode of Woody's Roundup Podcast. Hey, Woody. Hey. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, um, how high does a sycamore grow? <laughs> uh, oh. If you cut it down, you will never know. So we watched Pocahontas. <laughs> how can you tell? <laughs> you can literally tell every episode what movie we've watched right before it. Uh-huh. Because that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's how that's... it's done. That's how we live in the Watts This house. is the way. So, yes, it will be Pocahontas songs for the next two weeks. What inspired us to watch Pocahontas was our recent vacation. Yes. Wonderful vacation. <laughs> Wonderful. What? Uh, our, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. There's more. <laughs> I just was so happy about hearing the word vacation that I just lost all. <laughs> a couple, all I guess a couple of months ago, Woody booked us a Airbnb, right? VRBO. V- VRBO. Yeah. What's that stand for? Rake- vacation. Vacation rental by owner. Ooh. Tell me something. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, because we've been talking about it, like talking about needing a vacation, needing a vacation, and the way my um, being self-employed goes, you just kind of have to find a window, mm-hmm. and then you kind of got to just wait for the jobs to pay, and then it's like, okay, got it, let's go. And then that's what happened. I, when, I remember um, walking into your princess room, and- <laughs> Hey, are you busy this week? <laughs> Keep it open. And then, then so yeah, we, we booked a trip to Manio, North Carolina, which is basically the Outer Banks. Yeah. It's right there. It's on Roanoke Island. Um, so, yeah, I booked it, and we had a wonderful time. So we went to the Lost Colony. and um, That is something that I have been wanting to do right. my whole life. Going down there with my family, you know, it's like you never take the time to do some of the you know, a lot of people do, but like I, I never did. Yeah. Well, I think as a kid, you don't want to go visit the state parks. You know, when you go to the <laughs> yeah. the beach. But as no you get mom. older, yeah, as you get older, you you appreciate the lighthouses. You appreciate the the you know state parks. Yeah, and, the and his, all that. the historical things that make the area the area, mm-hmm. and not just the wings and the <laughs> and the sensations and the... Oh, now yeah. it's like King Candy or something? Oh my gosh. They, I mean, that was a massive candy store yeah. for anybody that's been to Outer Banks recently. So, we went to the Lost Colony and we walked around. It's a different experience right now just because of COVID. They don't do the live action play kind of thing that you can yeah. normally sit and see, which I've wanted to see, but it is right on the ocean. Oh, it's beautiful. Um. Was walking around, didn't have the greatest pairs of sh- shoes on, and uh, well, we had all right. So, for reference, like we, this was our day to go explore Roanoke Island because, like, another day we went to Hatter's Lighthouse, another day we went to Duck. Today was Roanoke Island. Let's stay here. Let's look and see what this island has. So we go to the outdoor theater where they do the play, the yeah. Lost Connie. Yeah, and I took home a souvenir. And she, she decided to bring <laughs> invol- back part of the An involuntary souvenir. there. Um, I'm walking along these, you know, ancient wooden, <laughs> <laughs> like, dock sides. And all of a sudden, I just was like, uh-oh, oh no. And Woody was like, what, what happened? What happened? Because I kind of stopped in the middle. I was like, middle. did you find the Lost Colony? <laughs> oh, no. No, but Never the Lost mind. Colony found my yep. big toe. And so I got a gigantic splinter, and it was the worst. But, you know, it was memories we, made. We sprung into action. Went and got the <laughs> kit, went to CVS, went back to the condo. The condo was only like two minutes from yeah. there. So it all worked out. And 
but the theater was wonderful because no one was there you know I, right. well, and i think well i guess we can say i mean we just went exploring I, if we weren't supposed to we know now but yeah we just walked around the set pieces that were there and just it was it was kind of fun it yeah. was just like oh this is this is neat so and that inspired thus us coming home and just kind of bringing like you said, back a couple memories, me bringing back a few band-aids <laughs> and we decided to watch Pocahontas and I hadn't seen Pocahontas since literally probably 96, 97. Same. Yeah. So I, I barely rem- remember yeah. any of it. And I'll randomly break into song <laughs> around here. And so he's like, what is that from? And then I, I told him, I was like, it's Pocahontas, you know? <laughs> He's like, we need to watch that. We it need is, to watch that. Yeah, that that was one of those ones during that time where it was just kind of like, I don't know, I didn't, you Well, know. we were high schoolers then. Yeah. And, you know, it only is so cool to be a Disney fan. <laughs> now in high school, is completely different. But back oh, yeah. when we were in high school, like we've talked about this before, you know, to be a Disney fan was to be a child, and we yeah. didn't want to be kids. So, no. yeah, I, yeah, I just, I did not remember closet like, Disney fan. I was, <laughs> I just do not remember a lot of that movie. So, yeah. some of it. I'm telling you though, I, I literally have not watched it in 20 yeah. years. So, you know, it was, it was interesting to watch it now. Yeah, like it really was. And, oh yeah, and not, not that it was tied to the Roanoke island story because right. it's not but it's like settlement set, settlers colonists like the whole kind of world you know and when was the lost colony what was that date 15 1587 so it wasn't that far off because it, you know pocahontas was was like 1607 or something like yeah, that it wasn't too, i think yeah yeah because yeah. i was doing uh research for an episode for hill city paranormal yeah and then like the lost colony gosh that is just such a Oh Interesting. My gosh. Oh Lord, you can just get caught. There are so yeah. many podcasts out there. There's one that just he spent like four hours talking about it. And it was great. We listened to it on the way back. But you can really like all of these, all of these like settlement early colonist stories are absolutely wonderful. Like mm. to kind of dive into. But yes, that led us to Pocahontas. So I thought we'd do an episode on Pocahontas, and I have a few facts <laughs> that I think would be kind of fun. First off. Just tell me how much. Let's see how how well your your cinema brain works. Tell me how much the movie made. Oh gosh, I don't even. I, if I had to guess, it was one of the lower performing ones. All right, just tell me. Uh, I, a random guess: hundred, hundred and some million, hundred and fifty million. Not bad. A hundred and forty-one million dollars. Thank you very much, box office guru, right here. <laughs> That's that's just in the United States. Worldwide, yeah. it made about three hundred and forty-six million. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that wasn't was a, pretty. What a mega hit! Wasn't a mega hit. It was nineteen ninety-five, and in ninety-eight, the the direct-to-video sequel. Remember that one? Yes. Um, Pocahontas two. A new world. Journey to a new world. Yeah. Yeah, that came out. So um, I don't know how well. I didn't get any facts on you know. Well, that was like that that again that period of Disney where they would release them direct. To, yeah. And there was no oh, which yeah. which you and I I think we've talked about it before. We are a huge fan of those direct to DVD sequels because there was a period for a couple years where d- they actually released the Blu-rays of the original right. and the sequel together, mm-hmm. and we would scour the WalMarts because some of these movies were coming out of the vault. Right. You know, and then some of them had never been released in high. This was before video on demand and all that stuff. Right. And so you and I, every Walmart, every Target we would go to, we were picking 
all of those up. We and, were. Because you would get the original movie, the sequel, you would get it in Blu-ray mm-hmm. and DVD. Yeah. It was a dual set. So then, like, we would keep the Blu-ray, and then my sister, who did not have a Blu-ray player and had kids, we would give her the DVDs yep. of it. So, oh, yeah, I remember. You know, and we've talked about yard sailing those and different things because of now Disney+. Plus. But you know what? No. There's something collectible about them. And for me, it's like that whole nostalgia thing, even though it's crazy to think of Blu-rays as being oh, nostalgic. God, one day it will be, yeah. But, like, for example, you know, we might always have the internet. <laughs> well, it I, might go out. We better, and if I want to watch Cinderella too, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need that. <laughs> well, I think that's important because, like, I'm so dependent now on streaming, mm-hmm. and we have re- like you can tell right around when the time got popular to buy online because all of our movies kind of stopped yeah. on Blu-ray, and now they're all on Apple TV and stuff like that. Yeah, but there's been cases where we've lost internet for a night and then we're like, man, what do we watch? And we have to pull something out of the archives. And it's like, what was the last one we watched? It's like physical media is not dead. In my was opinion. it Cowboys versus aliens? Cowboys. Yes. Cowboys and aliens. Yes. The Daniel Craig movie. Uh, who, uh, who Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford was in it. And John Favreau, uh, directed it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't really just go and search and find that just anywhere. So that was one of the last ones we watched. Yeah. But I thought I'd put together some of, um, you know, some cool things that you may not know we can discuss them. But, you know, Pocahontas revisited. Yeah, it was was a big deal. Um, I read that June 10th, 1995, it was released on the the Great Lawn in Central Park. You wow. know this? Four 80-foot-high screens screened the movie to an estimated 100,000 people, making it the biggest premiere in movie history. What? I had no clue. Isn't that insane? I had no clue. Me either. No idea. No clue. But I would have loved to yeah. have been there, right? Would have been fun. Wouldn't yeah. that have been fun? Yeah. So the idea for the movie was thought up over a Thanksgiving weekend. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. So co-directors Mike Gabriel, who shared directing duties with Eric Goldberg, wanted to do a Western romance. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And at some point, the name Pocahontas popped into his head over Thanksgiving dinner, of course, probably talking about the corn and the cornucopia and the Indians. (laughs) Yeah, Thanksgiving. the two had been playing around with possibly doing an animated Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Instead, they went this route. Well. Yeah. So just well. a little fun fact for you. Well. Um, another fun fact, every scene was rewritten at least 35 times. Gosh. That Susanna Grant, Carl Bender, and Philip Lazibnek, I guess that's how you say it, were just really picky. They really wanted a specific story outline. And again, um, Susanna Grant would go on to write Aaron Brockovich. Oh, you, yeah. That's a good movie. It's kind of fun. So it was the first uh, of two movies that Christian Bale and Irene Bedard starred in about Pocahontas. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So get this. So Bale, which you told me this. I, I played, told you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah played he Thomas. played the Thomas, the British, 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 British settler Thomas in the feature. And then he portrayed John Rolfe in Terrence's 2005 live action film, which we ah, haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then um, 
Bedard played Pocahontas in 1995, right? So she was the voice yeah. of Pocahontas. She played Pocahontas's mother oh. in that film. So oh, that's fun. pretty cool. Ten years later, yeah. I'm a huge Christian Bale fan. I like him, so. too. I like yeah. him, too. He's the best Batman. So. And so we'll stay on Bale for a second. Because okay. he did, or he, I guess he auditioned an Irish and a Scottish accent for Thomas. He's pretty good. But finally, they were like, I don't know what to do with him. So they tried them. They tried out the accents. They tried making Bale sound younger than he actually was. Finally, they just said, you know what? We're going to make this kid 21 just like Christian Bale. So Bale actually set the tone for Thomas, not the other way around. That's him. That is Bale. So we all know Mel Gibson plays John Smith. Oh, Mel. (laughs) And um, unlike some of the other characters, which we found out, because I was like, doesn't that sound like poo? (laughs) And so Woody looks and it Tigger. up, and sure enough, Jim Cummings does... The singing part. Does Powhatan singing. Yes, he does not do the voice acting. That that Those were I done mean, by Native American said, actors. If but he just would have said, do you want some you, honey? You can. You can you tell. You can hear it. There's a couple of songs where if you're watching, you're like, hold up. Hold, <laughs> wait a minute. That is absolutely Tigger. Put your Boo red singing. t-shirt back on, Powhatan. <laughs> it was, it, but he did a good job he of did. kind of blending... You know, the voice actor making them not sound too crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Mel actually did sing. So um, he he didn't have one actor to voice the dialogue and other do the singing. Mel did them both, which I thought was pretty cool. And then, get this, though, in the straight-to-video sequel, which we found out, John Smith was actually played by Mel's brother. (laughs) That's – see, that is like a Disney thing because Tom Hanks' brother – does the voice like all the toys and like the the video game stuff of Woody? Really? So Tom Hanks's brother is like that's the Woody cool. voice outside of the movie verse. So and I will fun. say that what would be funny is to have Stephanie on here one time. Oh, y'all sound just alike. <laughs> see if people. Know Stephanie that. is Laura's sister, by the way. Yeah. So, so on the phone, that there is yes, there which like, is like, so odd. You're like, wait a minute. Who am I talking to? Yeah, because as old as we are, you know, yeah. I mean, she just turned. Oh gosh, how old is she? She just turned forty. Yeah, and um, and so like it's funny because I'm thirty. I'll be thirty nine, right? Or would I be thirty nine? What am I? <laughs> Ish. Ish. Yeah, we'll go there. Um, no, she's thirty nine. She's not forty yet. I'm getting myself ahead. But anyway, I just yeah, we do sound alike, but we don't even like talk that often. But it's funny because you just never change. Yeah, your voice never changes. Okay, moving on. If I never knew you, so if I never knew. Oh yeah, I remember it. So that was cut from the original film. Oh. But they did the. You know how Disney does the, those big um, sort of screenings for everyone. Well, they do them for kids. Yeah. And every I think an overwhelming amount of kids said this is boring. <laughs> so they cut it, and so they didn't really care between the the ballads. So then, however. You know what Disney did? They're like, man, we don't care about these kids. <laughs> we we made that scene. It's going. It's in going the movie. back because y'all are picky. Um, the scene was restored when it aired on ABC in 1997, and it was a huge hit. So for the 10th anniversary DVD, it was brought back. Yeah, come on, Disney, don't listen to them kids. For real, I mean, who who needs kids? Disney, <laughs> <laughs> Disney needs kids, right? Yeah. So grandmother Willow was actually supposed to be Old Man River. What? Yes. So the filmmakers wanted Gregory Peck to play the Old Man River, but Peck said no. Oh, yeah. okay. So they went with Grandma Willow. So, yeah, they needed... Grandmother. Pocahontas needed a mother figure. Yeah. 
And I I have to say, like, the, yeah, when she first came on, I didn't, (laughs) I was like, whoa, wait a minute, there's a talking tree in this. Yeah, you forgot about her. Oh, man. You forgot about her. So, um, I thought that was pretty interesting. This is uh, number nine, by the way. John Candy was going to be the voice of a turkey named Red Feather. Oh, and see, that would have been fun. Yeah, when Candy passed away in 1994, yeah, the animators and writers decided that it was a good time to scrap the idea of Pocahontas having talking sidekicks. And I would, that's a smart decision, given the movie. Yeah. After seeing it now, it's like, yeah, I didn't need that. Yeah, but I would have liked to have seen a talking turkey by John Candy. John Candy would have been, it would have (laughs) been. Okay. So Percy... The pug was actually really the only historically accurate thing in the movie. (laughs) During their research, Gabriel and Goldberg found that British royalty during the early 17th century carried small pugs with them. Aw, pugs are so ugly they're cute, though. You know, I think that was British royalty. Yeah. Yeah. And Gabriel came up with the flit character, the hummingbird, after he couldn't help but noticing all the hummingbirds that liked to call his backyard home. Pretty funny. So, like, let's say you're writing a Disney movie right now. Oh boy, what would you put in it? Uh, I, uh, you mean for like a sidekick? Yeah. I, you know, if it was dependent on your life right now, like, oh my gosh, the circumstances of your life. Bigfoot. <laughs> like, I would have a Bigfoot and an alien <laughs> and a ghost. Yeah. Okay. I've got my Disney movie. That's in mind. right. Disney, that's right. You call whenever you want a Hill City Paranormal movie. I've got one in the bank. <laughs> So Stephen Schwartz, the movie's lyricist, okay, he wrote Godspell and Pippin. That's pretty legit. Uh, He based the blue corn moon, he says he based it on research. However, the phrase was his own. There is no such thing as a blue corn moon, even though Woody said blue horn moon. I, from the beginning of time, when this movie came out, thought it was blue horn. (laughs) And I didn't know until tonight when I was like, all right. He corn? paused. Is it, it corn or horn? And she and Laura's like, "Is uh, let me say how you said it." You were like, "It's horn." I was like, "No, that didn't answer my question." Like, I did yeah, not. I, I heard horn again, and I was like, "It's horn." No, 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 corn. And I was like, "Oh, well, that man, that didn't." Okay, I just thought it was horn. I don't know why. I thought a blue horn had some significance too, but sure. but clearly sure. I was wrong. So we both know, and we both talked about how. <laughs> It wasn't really based on history. No. not Well, all right. So the funny part is, is like Disney, one, Disney should not tie themselves to historical stories ever. <laughs> That's just, true. Just, don't, the, just yeah. don't do it, Disney. Don't do it. That's just right. go complete fantasy. Like make up. But yeah, you're right. It's not, it's, it's not um, historically accurate whatsoever. Right. Like not even... <laughs> Not really even a little. Because Pocahontas I mean, you know. was like 10, what was she like She was 10, like 12. She 10 was, she when she 12. met him. They never were romantic. No, John Smith. And I think it was even, now, historians listening to this, correct me, my Wikipedia research, that's <laughs> <laughs> about as deep as I went. Um, like, Pocahontas, like, there is some even, like, um, debate whether or not she actually saved John Smith, really. Like, it, it may have all just been a part of a ritual and he wrote about the story later, and that's where, like, the legend came from. But the truth was, like, that, yeah, I think she may have saved him, but then she later married this other guy and then had kids, came over to the, came over, you know, back over to, to the motherland. Um, 
And but she really she died like when she was like twenty one. Hmm. She did not have a long life. But yeah. I mean, you know, I think the spirit of her was in the was in the movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like her her like Well, I mean her real name wasn't even Pocahontas. No, no, yeah, it was it, like I think Rebecca. Her, n- like well no, they gave her the English they name. They gave Rebecca. her Rebecca, right, when she married John Rolfe. But her real name was Matoica. Wow, see. Yeah. Pocahontas is a nickname which means the naughty one or spoiled <laughs> child. Well, <laughs> I feel like we should call that to our dog. Where's she? We at? have two Pocahontas. No, yeah. we don't. We just have one. <laughs> so, so here, all right. So here's my thing, right? Like, I think watching, watching Pocahontas now, right? Yeah, was interesting because one, we weren't we aren't kids like looking at a Disney movie going, oh, oh. One, right. I really did appreciate it. Like, I love an old school Disney movie, mm-hmm. and this felt old school. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, man. Like, what cool rides could come of this movie? Mm. But then I got to thinking, I was like, they'll they'll never be able to do no. really anything like that because of the fact that there is, like, some historical stories that they pull. I don't know. It just depends on how people would react. Like, you know, does does it have to be closer to the source material for people to accept it? Or is that why maybe they don't bring it up a lot? Like they don't have a lot of, but it's funny because you still see so much Pocahontas like references in merchandise. You still see a lot of, you know, like for example, like Jim Shore and Thomas Kincaid and all these sort of big name artists who still continue to depict, you know, Disney characters. Pocahontas isn't lost. No, no, no. You know, she's still very much in there. And I think, um, I I just think it's kind of a beautiful movie. I, I think, Seeing it now, I keep thinking, was this the way it was when I watched it? Did I miss some of the more pretty things or were they added? You know, I kind of went through that. Was it reimagined or remastered? You know, I, I guess I should have done my research on that. But do you think so? No, I think it was. A, I, I think that you can tell if you if you sit and watch Disney movies by the time period. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like you can tell where the animators were exercising their growth in the movies and in this one i really do think one the colors two there was a lot of wind and a lot of shading in this movie did you say colors of the wind oh god here we go y'all it's one and that is one of the better like one of the yeah better disney song like that's an iconic song Mm -hmm. so i think and in this movie you could just kind of tell they were they were the colors were great the even i noticed for 95 like the shadows mm. like like when she was crawling up the the rock and the tree was over you could just tell they left shadows on her leg and for animation it's like oh wow okay you can see where they're growing 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 and um i don't know i i think that i i would love to see a pocahontas ride now like i think that they like one based on the song with the wind and the, and a canoe would be just awesome and amazing. But like, you just wonder like, would Disney ever, like you if said, Disney, the- if Disney pushed a more nature loving, you know, con- you know, conservation type pitch. Yeah. I think you could see it. I think it, it would happen. They couldn't push a Pocahontas appreciation. Cause I think that would be, that would get some sticky area. People would want to, you know, rah, savages, rah, you know. But yeah, I, there, think, I mean, there's some, yeah, like there's some like. But I think if people went at it as she really had a lot of good things to say. Yeah. 
you know, when she was singing that song, it was like all of a sudden you appreciate yes. the rainstorm and the river or her brothers. You know, it's there's certain lines in that that are still ringing universally true today. And it's like, yeah. it, if it's about conservation, if it's about saving the planet, all of that, Disney could get away with it, especially in Epcot possibly. But it would have to be like, I could see Pocahontas reimagined in like a recycled t-shirt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they'd have no, to go I, at her I as agree. like, she's her own entity. She's not trying to reflect the movie. Or, or like really like after watching it now, and I guess this is just again, like, like uh, you really didn't even need the John Smith love story. No. Like they're, they could have completely done it without them being like, you know, um, romantically yeah you know uh attracted to each other sure like it would have been like i would have been completely okay which is i don't know is that like watching it now versus watching it 30 years ago like now i'm just kind of like nah i mean she really didn't have to love him like i'd have been okay like just her standing up and being a peacemaker between two people like that would have been a wonderful story not that it wasn't wonderful already but just like you can just kind of see the stuff that like oh you could left this out you could left this out and it would still have been a great, and I think that now if they did do a ride, yeah, make it all about her, Miko, and Flit, yeah, Flit, like and uh, and uh, Percy have Percy in there too, <laughs> but just make it all about her and like nature and yeah, that like you can actually just leave. Which and one of the things before I forget that really did kind of it didn't annoy me because I'm not that type of person watching a movie, but like Mel Gibson was the only American. <laughs> accent and it was just kind of like guys yeah like, you got christian bale like you can't get like like a james bond actor or somebody to come in right. like mel gibson must that must have been his like lethal weapon like oh time yeah he was, he was on. like it was but i think they needed they thought they needed uh, no, mel they no thought way. they needed mel gosh no because like i was like <laughs> watching i'm like if anything nothing against mel or any actor individually but if anything watching it's like i don't he kind of takes you out of it a little bit like it's a little like wait wait a minute are they on the english ship okay he's not so he's an american no he's not american yet because america technically doesn't exist so <laughs> so everybody should sound like thomas correct but then you got billy Connolly over here oh, the scottish yeah. and it's like what are y'all doing like where are we going with this you know so i think mel gibson and and Connolly. I saw something where they got together because of Pocahontas and he cast him in Braveheart. Oh, like well, he that, wanted him okay. to be in Braveheart. Now that makes sense. Isn't that now that's awesome. That's cool. So maybe if nothing else, it was just a match made for that. Oh yeah. But it's just funny. Like <laughs> how much times have changed where you need that big name actor then. But like now it's kind of like, I think finally they're going to like, all right, what's the best yeah. uh, voice for this character? Like, I feel like frozen nailed it. I feel like, Tangled nailed it. Tangled nailed it better than any other. Like Mandy Moore and Zach- Zachary uh, Levi, right? That's his mm-hmm. name, something like that. Um, like they, those voices fit, and not that they're not famous, but they just they fit. Like this one though, like Mel is just like you know, yeah. I don't know. I just I nitpick though, but, but think- it's a great movie. I, it's still great. It holds up. Yep, it holds up. I think now it's it's so changed. Now it's like you see those little shorts and there's no voices at all. There's no mention of actors that are coming to play certain roles or parts. It's like you see the little short for Up 
and you go, oh my gosh, and you get yeah. so excited for the story that you now forget about the the actors. Exactly. And that was a time when it was like these actors, like you know, like you said, Tom Hanks, Mel Gibson. Oh my gosh, all the big big names yeah. of the '90s. It's like Halle Berry. If they weren't in a movie, that movie wasn't going to make any money. But like now, it's like. But now even, it's like, who cares who's saying what voice yeah. is singing what song? We just want the story, Disney. That's we it. just love it. Well, even I feel like Little Mermaid, like that did not have, no. um, that didn't have any like banner, and that was wonderful. Same with, um, uh, but see, I think it started changing with, and I don't know this for a fact. Ever this is just me rambling. Like with Robin Williams and Aladdin. Now without Robin Williams, it wouldn't have been the same. But like you know, then Do you know all, Jim Carrey was supposed to play that part. I could see him doing it. Well, he wouldn't have been Robin. No. There's no way. No, it would There's not no have way. been the same. No. And I'm telling you, there is no Aladdin without Robin oh, for me. Ro- yeah, he is like, yeah, yeah. But what I, I, I totally agree because like even with The Lion King. Yeah, it was all Jonathan famous, Taylor Thomas. You're like, uh, yeah. do you really James need Earl him? James Earl Jones. Yeah. Or, yeah. But I get it. I get it. We which, love those movies. Which they are great voices. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, you can't have Scar and not be Jeremy Irons. That's like, right. Like, like I, that, that's absolutely right. But for this one, like... And don't forget about Whoopi. <laughs> she was great. I mean, they're <laughs> great, was. though. I wouldn't want to change them. I, this one, like, I'd have been totally okay with, like, some random James Bond actor right. doing the voice in, like, instead of Mel... The slow mo cartoon camera <laughs> angles with Mel. It's like, and then, like, not to knock Mel now, but like, you see Mel now in his career. It's just like, it doesn't have the same yeah. effect, you know? It doesn't but carry the same it weight. It does it. But it's a great, it's a great movie. The colors, the animation. Um, I, it, I felt like watching a classic Disney movie. Like, it was like, yeah. it was awesome. I wish they would do a ride, but who knows? I don't, who yeah, knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, it might be, it might get a new renew it might get a new vibe it might get a new push but for some reason i see it staying as one of those vaulted yeah disney like hunchback right yeah yeah, yeah. hunchback will never get a ride no <laughs> unfortunately but you no. know what i'm still holding out hope for an emperor's new groove ride i think i think everybody who's listening i think if we push hard enough we might we might just get an emperor's new groove something it needs to happen. It does. But not to take away from Pocahontas. I'm just saying, if we can't have Pocahontas <laughs> and we can't have uh, <laughs> this movie, then Emperor's New Groove is a pretty good movie to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, that about wraps it up for us and our poking at Pocahontas. That's pretty funny. Huh? That's the name of the episode. <laughs> and you guys, thanks so much for listening. Check out our new website. Don't forget, we have the option for you now to leave us a message. Tell us your favorite Disney story, Disney memory. We want to share it online if you don't mind. And we'd also like to share it on our podcast. Yeah. So go to our website, woodysrounduppodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail. We would love that. And we will catch you guys on another episode. Bye.